0: biggest and warmest welcome to another time of nurture I am beyond grateful to have this moment to be back on the chair and to share my thoughts and to be here and to talk and to to be present Um, it was a long day I came home late and if I right now would just put my toe in my bed, I would be gone within seconds <laughs> into the world of dreams. Um, but I know I want to be here right now. My name is Carla and we are creating and manifesting a place. And actually nothing else than the opportunity to return, repair Um, reconstruct and recover a space where ideas are being exchanged for change within self and beyond self i grew up quite connected and attached to nature my parents built up their own flower and plant farm and quite from a young age onwards I came to understand what nature is providing me and how it impacts me. So, whether it was food or joy, adventures, healing, I pretty much always had good times in nature. Being in the mountains, in the sea, in the oceans, in the forests, I developed a sense of understanding the natural world that right now it is my guidance and my support and I know it is a space that I can reach out to feel secure and feel peace so from from a personal standpoint standpoint it is number one I put nature up there cause it has value though I do not believe that the level of perfect balance exists, and it is not a state that we should obsessively strive towards. To, um, on the other hand, what we see and experience, and feel and hear now, in in our presence of life, is um, is imbalance. Is how the most essential nutritional needs for us and for other living beings to, to live and to have a life on Earth they are struggling to be ensured. Our natural world is so out of balance. The status quo is imbalance. balance um, that keeping the status quo and continuing the way we do and, and go about life means destruction of life I want to ask you a question what do you think of the, of the statement when I say we are all independent just without thinking too deep What is your first initial reaction when you hear this like do you resonate do you refuse is there any emotion showing up is is independence something you strive you strive for um speaking for me um independence was always high on my list um really 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 so long until i got to understand that this is something impossible to achieve and I really got to understand the natural world mutually depends on each single part making it up all together simply that one cannot without the other of course we are individuals we we are witnesses right we have a physical body we can sense our physical body we have a mind and we can consciously practice to become aware of our mind so we are we are witness of our own existence to have a life on earth on the other hand depends completely on external factors food water light any form of social interaction nothing of that can come solely from within Um, those energy sources they can only be provided by the external by the natural world so I want to take you on a little story time which draws back to summer this summer actually um, Berlin I mean where else <laughs> the city of my love um, and it was hot damn <laughs> this summer there were days um, so hot that there was just no fresh air to to get into your lungs anymore. Um, but yeah, Berlin has its magical energy. Um, so I strolled around, kept walking um, until really one point where my body was aching. And literally my only struggle I had in this moment was finding a green space for some shadow and some rest. Um, I was somewhere in Mitter, um so... You know just a lot of tall buildings around me, streets, cars um, and honestly just heat. I, anything I could think about was just it is hot um, and at some point I could finally f- kind of spot a very small green area and I was like you know oh my gosh finally my my sanctuary and I you know took my last energy sources to (laughs) to take my steps there and I, I vividly remember the moment I entered this small forest this small green area in the middle of you know cars and tall buildings and streets I could immediately feel the cool air on my skin I sat under a tree and my body started to slow down. My body started to relax and to breathe and to get back to its its normal natural rhythm. And I remember looking at the tree and thinking, damn, you are giving me so much right now. I can experience peace, I can experience rest, I can experience recovering, right? All very essential nutritional needs that we have. And it was that very small green rescue shelter which which made a hell of a difference in that particular moment. For for my life and for my nutritional health and well-being and of course also for others so as much as i needed those trees in the moment the trees they also need the support and the contribution of others right it is it is not that the trees are standing there without having nutritional needs themselves they, they need energy to provide energy. It's a, it's a very simple equation. They need water and sunlight to grow and to exchange oxygen. Um, and yeah, literally any extreme weather condition, any extreme heat, any extreme wind will make the tree burn, root out its roots and, and losing its balance losing its stability and its capacity to provide nutrition to the life of other living organisms and other living beings. The natural world is an interconnected system of dependencies and each existing organism part of this natural world needs the contribution and needs the care and protection of other living beings to also be able to support and protect it is it is literally an uncompromising interdependence that we cannot escape from so let's talk about dependency that is that is always a good one because <laughs> I had to work on this one for quite a while um because yeah for a long time what I connected to independence was you know personal freedom lightness lightness from responsibility actually at the end of the day and um dependency on the other hand meant completely the opposite so more like restrictiveness and heaviness um, yeah, heaviness to to carry that responsibility. Um, but what we will and what we can do <laughs> is to switch the the two parts of the word responsibility. It is a tiny and a very simple trick. Um, but what happens is that the word responsibility turns out to become. Our ability to respond our ability to yeah to use our own skills and, and experiences and knowledge to yeah, to thoughtfully respond to our environment to our context that we're living in and I I really believe um, we have a transformative power and we hold that transformative power to to create and to have ideas and to find solutions that this ability that we all have and that we all carry is within each of us, knowingly or unknowingly, and is our task to find that out. Um so you know challenging the status quo challenging the status quo of imbalance really means using our full register of intelligence it means drawing from from the potentials of any and each person who is on the journey towards returning to nurture and to nature And it is about the smallest and the tiniest contribution. So, really, I wanna I wanna share one thought with you. Um, we heard a lot about climate change. We heard a lot about climate crisis. We heard it so many times in the news, and we saw it on big posters, and we heard it in strikes and in protests. That by now we we really cannot cannot see it anymore without the emotions and without the stories and the judgments attached to it. It is a word and a term overloaded by so many meanings. And every time we are using those words, climate crisis, the emotions and the stories and the meanings, they will travel along. Words have power and there is a gap between what we observe and how we choose to represent that observation through language take a moment right now and and allow yourself to ask what kind of thoughts and emotions rise up and you know you can identify for yourself when you hear the word crisis what does that word do with you like do you have any reaction or memory or you know physically emotional response to the word of crisis so just pause here if you (laughs) want to take this moment for yourself um in reflection to what i can you know identify is definitely some sense of pressure being you know in freeze mode having lack of clarity maybe even like fear of, of yeah not being able to cope with the situation not knowing what what cause of action to take definitely nothing empowering <laughs> like crisis is not leading me to like you know a state of empowerment um right but um so to just link back to you know how we started the discussion of words having power and um meanings attached to it really comes down to how we talk about a topic so which words we choose and following also which emotions are moving along with the conversations we have they influence how we think about that topic, how we feel, and most importantly, what we do about it. By now, the word climate change has moved closer and closer to our collective consciousness. As I said, it is present in the news, it is more present in our daily conversations and, and talks that we have with each other. However, what we can also see is that there is right now a gap between that awareness and very thoughtful action. And when I'm saying this, trust me, (laughs) the first person I am pointing fingers at is myself because I I deeply know I care about this world, I care about people and I care about animals and I care about nature and I care about the magic and the beauty and the kind of, yeah, the absolutely, yeah, kind of non-understanding, you know, spirit of universe (laughs) is is so 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 magnificent for me and i know i want to make a long lasting difference to to really shift away from from that imbalance from that destruction to really move closer towards nurturing and towards protecting and caring for this beauty of of the natural world and of life in general you know but what have i really done so far to go after you know those values that i claim to have i can speak for myself to say i gave up on many plans i gave up on many plans i gave up on many dreams i gave up on many ideas i was um often super helpless and sad about the scope of the problem. Um, you know, my my yeah tiny capacity to do something about it. like you know always there's yeah, we we all have we all we all talked about this, right? like the who am I? what can I do? it's it's the powerful corporations it's the it's the government. it's it's the people far away, right. So I had two high expectations and the knowledge available to me and also, you know, the tools, the capacity, the ability, they were, distance. they were pretty much distant from meeting those expectations of, you know, making an impactful change. And I simply did not know how to use my abilities realistically. So of taking you on that journey right we have been diving a bit into the power of language the power of emotions um and what we do now is taking another route if so far the words of climate change and climate crisis are you know those overloaded political words that have led us to fear and to inaction we now choose a new journey we choose a journey towards returning to nurture and nature i want to share a very sweet you know small experiment that a friend of mine shared with me Um, A couple of days ago and he said to me Carla next time when you hear the word crisis take your hand and look at the intersection of your two fingers like you know you have five fingers and (laughs) kind of the gap the in, in between middle part of the two fingers right is exactly where you stand in times of crisis you're like you know there at at the intersection, overwhelmed, not knowing which way to go because you have left 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 or right. Um, what we're doing here, however, right, is is building up resilience in the face of crisis. It is shifting away from seeing crisis as you know black or white, good or bad you know, away from this, yeah, fee and in freezy mode of not not knowing um, what to do and where to go and how to, you know, re- realistically move forward. Mm, what we do here is learning to see and to treat crisis is nothing else than a question, a question, right? Because we're still, I, I ask you, right? you look at the intersection of your two fingers, so this is where we are in times of crisis. And what we're doing here is learning to see and to treat that momentum, nothing else than a question, a question that wants us to reconsider if we are still on track, right? I love that perspective shift kind of, cause it, it moves us, yeah, towards so much more empowerment and towards so much more peace and calm and, and, you know, a momentum of breathing and taking space to reconsider if we are still on track on our way towards returning to nurture and nature. A moment of reconsideration, a moment that we can take to choose how and where to go. so this interconnectedness and this mutual dependency of the of the natural world this is something that is not happening in your country or in your city or in europe or in you know latin america it is global the imbalance of the natural world is global and global issues, global challenges, they, they can never have single solutions. They can never be solved by, by some actors only, right? The ones at the top who have the means, who have the power, who have the money. No. It, it is the joint abilities of all of us to respond, and our abilities certainly are not and can never be the same. Right? Like, if I compare my abilities to yours, they root back to our completely differing social and cultural backgrounds, our financial and academic opportunities, and maybe also the political system we live in. There is inequality of ability, and I'm not neglecting this right now. But there's a different point I want to make here. Because it is not about having all the abilities available. The only task we have is identifying one fucking ability to respond. And even though it is just one. What would you say If I would ask you to open up your own box of life and to look at all the experiences and all the knowledge that that has been really carefully stored over the years. What do you find? What do you see? What do you hear? Take a look within that box and understand That energy and that spirit which is stored in that box and look and find your abilities abilities that can protect and can take care and nurture life and then you can also close that box and you can take a look outside And you look at your context and the environment. What challenges, but also what potentials does that environment offer you? Also, in times of oppression, also in times of destruction, also in times of war, we have an ability. Because as long as we live, we breathe. And this breath is the witness that we have an ability to respond. So this is something I, you know, right now that I'm asking from you and I, I know it's a lot. But it's something so valuable to know that for any time in any circumstances in your life that this is something you do not want to miss to know of. It is your essence and your guidance in any particular moment that you can always rely on. And to to get to that level of knowledge and, and, and awareness, we are all on very individual, you know, unique path and... This is something we have to figure and, you know, to deal with completely ourselves of like, you know, getting to this knowledge and this awareness. But even there, it is not where we will stop. Because one thing that we, that we are certain of right now is that we do not want resulting in the same loop of inaction and fear and being in that freeze mode when we are, you know, caught in moments of crisis. But I want to remind you, right? Cause I said, we are learning here to building up resilience in the face of crisis, to learn seeing and treating crisis as nothing else than a question that wants us to reconsider. A moment of reconsideration to choose how and where to go next. So building up this resilience is start like means starting small. Starting small is definitely not the most sexy way to go about it. But what it gives us is clarity. And power because honestly those big problems and those big kind of <clears throat> feelings of being overwhelmed by you know a problem by a crisis breaking that up into smaller pieces we can see possible ways to solve that and to you know make a step and then maybe have a bit more of, of sight and a bit more of clarity and starting small means choosing even though it's the tiniest smallest area where we can just know okay we have we have some background knowledge and experiences and abilities to respond right to have maybe an idea or i don't know yeah just some form of of experience or of skills or expertise that we can apply to and and share that is a form of response in the name of challenging the status quo in the name of returning and and repairing and reconstructing and recovering from the imbalance of the natural world And yo, I I think this is something, yeah, maybe the last thing I, I really right now feel to, to bring here and to, to share because I feel it really was one of the cornerstones that brought all those thoughts and and messages you know into into moving and um, that was definitely a couple of, of months ago when I visited um, where was it It was the exhibition of documenta 15 in <laughs> nowhere else than Castle. Um, so yeah, a lot of exhibition sites actually and um, there was one art site. Um, one art exhibition in particular that I connected and resonated with. And this exhibition was called Ma Follow Follow. And it was more kind of an experience based exhibition. So as you would enter the exhibition, there were different wood constellations. Um, people were sitting down, laying down. There was, you know, this immediate feeling of, you can rest here can breathe here you know just just take a moment for yourself and i did that <laughs> um and what happened was that the next kind of following 20 minutes were full of magical sounds and rhythms and voices that it was not even of course it was some form of you know collection of, of music but it was not really a particular like a uh, a clear song or something it was just like a whole bunch coming together of just like sounds and rhythms and you know people singing in the far away. it was just like wow it was beautiful it was beautiful and the space was not empty the space was so filled with a lot of stories from history and and presence and also future there was very much you know potential and dreams and goals for the future filled with all like within those yeah sounds um and i I even say for a second round because i remembered those sounds they had such a healing effect on me um and when I took my way out from you know from the exhibition, I I stopped at the information board if you may call it like this, um, and I was reading. I was reading about you know so why on earth is it called Mafolo Follow? What does it mean? What is actually you know the story behind? Um, and the word. Ma um, follow follow um, goes back to to South Africa, and yeah, it it finds its origins, you know, in in yeah, in times of colonial possession of the native land of um, yeah the people, where colonial people removed um, local people from their own lands and from their own territory and. Um, what my follow follow now in you know in the present stands for how I understood it was the, the process that now you know that the natives are experiencing and undergoing of returning um, and repairing and reconstructing and recovering um, returning to their land and repairing what has been damaged Um, reconstructing social communities and and the land and yeah also like you know recovering from from decade-long trauma of um, of yeah of their disruption of culture and also their disruption of life and and land that they had and that they cultivated Um, and that was that was the spirit of Mafolo Folo and I found it powerful and I carried that spirit Um, and share it here, right, Um, in this manifesto of nurture. Um, Because I really think that in the process of of understanding ourselves, who we are and in what relation we stay to us and to others and also the natural world around us, um, in those process of understanding what we are able to respond to, um, but at the same time also what we are not able to respond to, right, because there is a big one as well. Um, all that means that we are also going very personal processes of returning and, and repairing, reconstructing and, and recovering. You know, recovering maybe from, from own bad experiences that we had, from, from anger, from fear, from pain, from discouraging beliefs, um, from, from heartbreak. Um, which all really um, yeah, distanced us from having a clear answer to those questions um, and also which did not only create a distance to ourselves but um, the people around us and, and the natural world around us um, right oh I want to take a sip of tea it is almost 2 a.m. it's all in the spirit of my follow follow now because in the end um, the most basic and essential needs um, of of having a life on earth of having a shelter of having nutrition and having um, a social interaction those are needs that that connect all of us Um, and we are all so different (laughs) damn we are all so unique and different and there isn't really there cannot be one answer when it comes to nurturing and to caring for the natural world because really over over the whole history of humankind on planet earth we we collected like this astonishing power of, of knowledge and and practice and you know methods of how to do and why to do and where and oh, everything right and a lot of, of of that amount of of knowledge is is destructive it's destructive otherwise we would not be in the momentum of imbalance um, and at the same time a large amount of that pile of knowledge is is very innovative and transformative and very valuable um actually to you know to to move forwards and to shift towards a new direction um and yeah humankind and and each kind of you know geographical area and environment they they have developed their, their own unique sets of, of, of practices and philosophies and you know how we live life and also how we overcome challenges and how we build up a life and a society and a group of people. Um, so we, we, we have a very you know powerful foundation and valuable foundation of of knowledge and potentials um that already exist right Um, which is which is not to underestimate that foundation that exists and that is already there but the same at the same time that foundation is is not to be set in stone right because there is danger of falling back into the language of habit um of kind of claiming, right, that that the familiar approaches, how we always used to do it, you know, culture and, and tradition, all that kind of things, right, that those are the right ones to do and to go about and to solve a problem, and and claiming that, right, uh, is is not always necessarily helpful and useful, because. Um, yeah, we we got to admit that sometimes the the old patterns of, of thinking and doing, they were written, you know, for other circumstances, for other problems, for other challenges of of, of life. Um, and maybe if we do continue to translate them in today's society and life, they they would rather reinforce the yeah, the status quo of, of destruction of natural of the natural world and also you know the continuation or you know uh, yeah of, of imbalance um which which then means that we have to remind ourselves that it is the very thoughtful and conscious practice of keeping our eyes and our minds and ears open which is really the key which provides us the key that provides us with new insights and new approaches and ideas um, that work better for the for the for the circumstances that we have now, which also means to let go of right of of ways of thinking that we always thought. No, this is the right one, right? So it is. It is pretty much a a leap in. Yeah, it's a leap of faith. It's a leap of faith into the unknown, um, but really faith in us and in, in our ability to respond and to be, to be careful, full with double L. We can be careful. We can be nurture brave. We can use our abilities. And thoughtfully pour them into this world. This is the manifesto of nurture. Thank you.